Welcome to the So Verve Lounge, a podcast for modern entrepreneurs that focuses on digital marketing ecosystems for small businesses. Join your host, CEO and marketing director, Stephanie Rubio, as she brings you marketing tips with a shot of Cafe Con Dulce. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Sober Lounge. My name is Stephanie Rubio. I am the CEO and Marketing Director here at Sober Marketing Group, bringing you another episode. And I'm so excited to be chatting with you today because we took a little bit of a break last week, really needed to recover from the holidays and we're just getting started. Hello, Christmas and New Year's is just around the corner, but Thanksgiving really took me for a whirlwind. Um, It's just been such an amazingly awesome growth period here for the agency. And I really needed to take a little bit of a break to kind of get it all together and really start to look at 2020. So as you know, November, we typically host our annual retreat, quote unquote. And it's something that I've been doing now for about three years. I absolutely love it. And it really sets the tone for our new year. So in that week, I really took the time to start mapping out what our quarters were going to look like, etc. But one of the things that I really like to start considering is our client roster. So I think it's important just as any business, right? And now this isn't really one of those marketing conversations as much as it is a business conversation, right? Because this would apply to anyone that is in the service-based industry that services B2B and that also has um, a retainer type of a servicing um if you will, platform, or if you have um, a, a retainer way in which your clients pay you, right? And so because we have both one-on-one clients that just come to us for strategy and coaching, we also have clients that are retainer uh, for various services, some full service. And then we also have our, what we call our one-off service. So we onboard a client, for example, for a website, And then that client typically is off-boarded right after unless they stay with us for wet maintenance. So that really depends, right? And even if it's just wet maintenance, that client is on a month-to-month. So it's not necessarily a retainer. With our retainers, I'm really talking about those clients that are with us for 6, 9, or 12 months, okay? So our contracts renew at those rates. And one of the things that I really like to consider is who is currently on roster and who is going to be offboarding, not only because it is time for them to offboard and move on to work with other um, agencies, or perhaps they have started to build an internal team, but also if I am going to offboard them because then I am going to oversee an internal team. And then my role as marketing director for that business really takes a whole a whole nother life, really. And I do um, have that role with several of our clients. So the reason why it's important for me, at least, to look at these clients is because my goal is really to grow the agency to 
be sustainable. So that doesn't always include everyone that quote unquote came with you in the year. So it could be a client that has been with us for three, four years. It could be a client that I onboarded last year. You really have to start looking at who are you're going to be keeping on and then who you're going to offboard. So the conversation today that I really want to have with you is about those clients that you do want to keep. The clients that are amazing, the clients, and I'm not just talking about monetarily, you know, that's without, that goes without saying. If a client is not paying, then that's a conversation that you really need to have with your client. And then that is a completely different route that you need to be taken. Um, I myself don't take those things lightly. And thankfully, it's not something that we've ever really experienced. Again, onboarding processes have to be clear enough to where all the parties involved understand the financial implication that comes with hiring and essentially a marketing, uh, remote marketing department, right? So that's beside the point. I'm really talking about what you do whenever you have to look at your client roster, determine the clients that are bringing in not only income, but the ones that are bringing in more business. And that is really the key here. That's the key. Because one of the things, and I've touched base on this surface level before, where you have those clients that they never want to share your content, they never want to, they never want to let anyone know that you're the one they're working with, they never tag you on posts, they never want to give you a testimonial, they never want to do anything, let alone what is commonly used now, which are video testimonials. Those clients you really, really want to have a look at, and then you want to think to yourself, is this someone that is going to help me to grow my business? Especially if it's a client that you're spending a lot of time with, that you're really invested in their company and in their brand and in their growth. And I want to say that this is really an internal culture too, because here at Soverve, our clients, they really become part of who we are. And that is just written all over our mission statement. It's written all over our values that we collaborate with our clients, right? And so really we become part of their business. Words like your business or your product or your service, we don't use those words. We use the product or our product or how are we and what are we going to. And so we really include ourselves in that picture and clients love and adore that. And so when you're doing that and you're really teaching the clients as you go, that you're really invested in the growth of their business and their brand beyond the retainer rate, And then you see that that client is not necessarily helping to continue to bring in leads and bring in referrals. That's really something that you need to consider. And I say this because I have found in the past that when clients are not really willing to do those things, they start to think of you not as an independent subcontractor or contractor or an independent business, but they start to think of you as an employee, which again goes against 
our company values, which is we're collaborating with you as a client. So Severve Marketing Group will collaborate with you as a client, but that doesn't mean that you're going to dictate to us or, you know, vice versa. We really are in this together in order to grow your business and your brand. And so all of that kind of plays into it. And one of the things that I think is missing in the conversation when it comes to client retention is what you need to be doing, right? And so one of the things that I think we've done really, really well here at Soverve is that we are fans, huge fans of audits. And so if a client comes to us, for example, for social media marketing services, we have to start to think of Again, this is basic marketing. We start to think of what's the purpose of social media marketing? Why are you here? Is it to grow your email list? Is it to drive traffic to your site? What are they gonna do once they're there? So then we start having the conversation of their website. And we start having conversations about other forms of marketing and diversifying that mix. And next thing you know, we're having conversations about email. So again, we really start to elevate the that package that we have with that client and slowly bringing them into a full service retainer. And so part of how you do that smoothly is by offering audits or by offering what I like to call sneak peeks of services. One of the things that we've done really, really well is that we have offered our clients a way for them to continue to advertise our services to their friends and families in return for additional work. If there's somebody that is working on a book, we may offer them an availability to work with one of our designers for like a book cover, for example. So it depends, but I think really the the point of making sure that you have a good retainer strategy is that number one, you're providing great work, that the work is a parallel to what that client is paying. That's number one. Number two, you also want to ensure that there's a reason for that client to remain on board. And there always is, you know, I, I always, and I often find that there's just always something to do with a client account. There's another way that we can continue to elevate the business. There's another way that we can continue to elevate the brand, okay? So if a client came to us because they wanted to launch a product or a new service line, by six to nine months, that has been flatlined, right? So you need to start thinking at the three or even six month mark, which is way before the retainers up, you need to start thinking of what's next. Because if you do not think of what's next ahead of time, by the time the retainers are due and those renewals are due, the client's gonna look and say, okay, well, we're done with this or, okay, well, I'm gonna take the service elsewhere and my business elsewhere because we've kind of hit a wall and that's what you want to avoid. So you really want to always be a step ahead 
of your client. You always want to be looking for additional ways, services that you could provide within your scope, of course, that you can continue to help them with. If you are someone who is hyper niched in a specific service, then why don't you start looking for ways in which you can assist them with other way, other services, maybe by looking for other service providers, other contractors, and really becoming a resource for your client. One of the things that I have found specifically this year is that clients don't want to be doing a lot of that research, right? Because they don't know. So they're trusting you for you to help them with your network, for you to help them with your database, the context that you have. And so it's not really, you know, if you look at it from a perspective of, oh, this is a lot of work and I'm not getting paid to do this research, think about it as, really quickly, hmm, quickly, two seconds flat, who in my network can help my client with X, Y, and Z and shooting a quick email. Being resourceful for your client is going to help you retain that client better than any other strategy known, right? So again, do great work. The turnaround has to be really good as far as the, the, product or the service that you're providing that goes without saying that's the basic stuff we really are talking right now about being a resource to that client right and then measuring that client and saying this person is really helping me drive more business they're really a hundred percent invested in my own growth they're investing in the growth of my business and my own brand they're a hundred percent in you know backing me up if you will by just per allowing me to service them so let's go ahead and turn this around continue to retain them by offering them resources by offering them additional services sneak peeks of services too you know we've gained a lot of clients that have came to us for one thing, and then we end up retaining them for other marketing services, or we'll send them off to a really, really good contact colleague that we know that client is going to be in good hands. And like a realtor, for example, you buy a house with a realtor, and when it's time to sell that property, more than likely you're going to go back to that same realtor because they know the property, they know how to sell it, they sold it to you, right? And so you have to think about it that way. The sales process, okay, and I want to leave you with this, the sales process of closing a client does not end when they sign on a dotted line. You really have to be on your toes at home all times. And I've talked about client retention strategies in the past. I've had conversations with you in the past. You can go back to um, our podcast from last year. There's a specific episode where I really talk about client retention strategies. But in this episode, I really just wanted to give you a heartfelt, this is really what you need to be looking at. Stop looking at just the monetary exchange. And I actually tweeted this out several weeks ago where I said, stop looking at the monetary exchange between you and a client because you have a client that is paying you a rate, but then they're worth so much more because they're constantly fueling your business through word of mouth, through referrals, and not just anybody, 
good referrals, right? Good, solid people that can help continue to drive the growth of your business, as opposed to a client that consumes all your time, that doesn't help you grow, and that, you know, offers additional demands, even if they're paying a little bit more, who is really worth it at that time, right? So those are all things that you need to consider when you're trimming down your client list, choosing who you're going to continue to retain, and then focusing and zeroing in on the ones that you do want to keep that are going to continue to be profitable for you for your business and that are going to continue to help drive your business growth forward in 2020 and beyond. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. And as always, you can reach me at hello at soverv.com. Go ahead and follow us all over social at soverv.com. Simply search S-O-V-E-R-V-E and you will find us. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for spending your morning with me. See you next time. Bye.